Hi, love. It's Charlie here. Before this episode begins, I just want to give a little heads up. Some of the things I talk about can be triggering. Specifically, I talk about racism, microaggressions, my reflection as a black woman in a class filled with majority of white people and what that feels like and what I've been experiencing. And so I just want to let you know that some of this stuff can be really heavy and a bit uncomfortable, to be honest. And so I just wanted to give you this opportunity to know whether to think about whether or not this is something you want to listen to right now. So regardless of what you choose, I want you to know how much I love you and how much I appreciate you and how grateful I am for your presence and more so than anything that you exist. And so I wish you the best. And if you do go on to listen to the episode, may you enjoy it. And I look forward to speaking to you all soon. Love you. Let go. What's up? Bless, bless, bless. Welcome to the Charlie Strew Podcast. I'm your girl, Charlie, hosting today's episode Wow. First of all, I'm just really excited to be here. And I felt so, so called to come through and get this thing started, right? Like, yeah, I did an intro letting you guys know that I'm back and what's going to be going down. But more than that, I really wanted to actually put you on to a a true episode, right? Like, let's get into it. Why wait? Okay. So I am here today to really just share with you all really what led me back to doing the podcast at this time. You know, I do believe that everything happens for a reason and, you know, we may not always know why, but I trust that everything is happening for me. And so, first of all, before I even jump into that, let's not be rude, Charlie. How are you doing? Okay, let me know how are you, how you're doing. How are things going for you at this time? The coronavirus is still a thing. People are losing their lives, and I'm sending love and light and healing energy out into the world. I pray that you are well. May your family be well. May your friends be well. May we. Be able to just stand strong at this time, trusting that everything is going to happen for our highest good, trusting that this too shall pass and that we are going to come out of this on the other side, right? I don't even want to put expectations of how we're going to come out of this, that we'll just come out on the other side. And I know that the world will never be the same after this. I truly do believe that. And... I just, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be in good health. And I'm praying that you all are well, just mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you know, that you are just well and feeling in harmony um, and that you're able to take care of yourself in the best way possible. And so I want to just take that time to just let you know that I love you. I am thinking about you and I pray that as we have this conversation, that it brings some love, some joy, some some community, you know, to all of us. Um, you know, 
Charlie's Truth Podcast is really about me wanting to share my truth, my journey, in hopes that it will connect with others in a way that lets you know that you're not alone, that you're not the only one going through times where you just be like WCF or you're like what is happening or you're feeling lost or you're feeling down. I pray that my transparency um, is just a reminder that we we are resilient. By nature, we are resilient. It is a gift from our ancestors. We are resilient and that no matter what comes our way, that we are going to get through it, that we are going to come out stronger, that we are, uh, we have the capacity to do a, to do magical and amazing things far beyond what the world has told us. And so I just want to come through as a reminder to all of us that we are gods and goddesses and that we are always in our wholeness, that we are always enough and that we always have everything we need within us and that we are so, so strong and we are so, so capable. And I know that there are times where we don't feel that strength and I want you to know that that's okay too. That's okay. And so I pray that if there's ever a time or or a, a situation where you feel like I can I can hold space for you, that you reach out to me, whether it's through social media. Um, I think that that's the only how most of you could probably contact me. So always feel like you can contact me. I really am here for all of us. And I, I love connecting with people. I love um, hearing people's stories. I love learning about people's journeys. I love witnessing people. Um, experience because I know that it changes us. I know that it molds us. I know that in each situation, we tend to reveal our true self more and more and let go of what doesn't serve us or let go of the mask or let go of identities that we held on that no longer feels um, in alignment for us. And so I really just want to send that energy out there to let you guys know I am here for you if you ever need support. And I'm going to try not to say guys so much, um, but we're working on it. Just know when I say guys, I'm talking about all human beings and I love you. And it's a work in progress. Okay, so before we go any further, I want to let you know that I'm here today and I want to or here in this moment and I want to just let you know what brought me here so as I mentioned if you heard the intro I am currently in doing my master's in social work Uh, when I thought about when I went back to school it was really a prompting for my guides to go back to school and I knew right away it was social work you know I do life coaching. I love supporting people. I love um, partnering with others on this journey to getting unstuck, on this journey to learning to practice self-acceptance, self-love, self-care, and really practicing self-awareness and stepping into their truth and what that looks like and feel like for them in each and every moment and giving them learning how to give yourself that space to just show up as your most authentic self whatever that looks and feels like for you and so I like working and standing alongside people on that journey and so I had found myself in a situation where a lot of traumatic things was coming up for someone and I really felt like I wanted to be more equipped Um, School is something that I really do enjoy, and 
I feel like it's one of my gifts, being able to collect information to bring back to others. And so social work school is a great space for me to go through, go to, and also it can lead to me getting licensed as a therapist, which I think is like super exciting and super I feel like it'll be a great calling for me not only to do so not only to be a therapist but to do social work with social justice and do it in a way that is really reflective of me and so I am basically doing the work and so when I went to social work school I will say I didn't know what to expect I definitely the night before I went to orientation I had read an article about um a racism issue that happened in one of the classes and at the school I was going to attend, I'm attending. And, you know, from that night, I knew right away that this wasn't going to be a situation where I just get to sit back and ignore things like this was going to be a time for me to use my voice. And I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that this was going to this experience in school would be different. And so when I got to school, everything had like I, I loved my field placement. Um, I love the things that I'm learning. You know, I think a lot of what we talk about, I talk about all the time. And this time I just have more standardized, you know, um, career based kind of like psychological and professional labels. But I, I feel like it's things we talk about in the, the wellness community very often. And so one of the conversations I tend to shy away from is racism, um, not because I don't think it exists, but because I felt like there were times in my life where if I'm triggered, my way of responding was just not the healthiest. And so for a long time, I just kind of had this idea, like if I knew more then I would just, you know, I didn't trust myself how I would respond. I knew that my way of response would be now I know it would come from a place of fear. And so I tend not to have these conversations out loud often. Well, I would have them with my other friends of color, but not so much with white people in a room. And so, um, you know, I've been in, you know, but I've been in fields where it is white dominated, the military, uh, being an attorney and practicing law. And I think every other space I've been in once I left New York, have been, you know, dominated by white people. And so even when I came back to New York and I worked in nonprofits, like, you know, the environment pretty much looked the same. And so I, right, you know, racism exists and you like, at least for me, I just kind of wanted to just, I know I'm fucking amazing, right? And I just want to do me and I don't have time for whatever people got going on judging me because of the color of my skin. Like, I'm not about to feed into that, right? At least that was my mindset. But being in social work school, I have a class called DROP, which is um, diversity, I want to say. I always mess this up because I always say discrimination, but it's diversity, race, oppression, privilege. And just so happened there is a white professor teaching it. I digress. I think we're all we all are curious about that. And other people at the school have a different experience because there are professors of color also teaching the course. I just happen to be in a class with the professor is um, white. And I thought that was by itself was interesting. And for the first couple of weeks of school, I just would question it because we do reflection papers about like how we feel about the class, how we feel about um, what we're learning. And 
I will always like make statements like I just feel like this class is teaching white people how to deal with people of color and minorities. Like I didn't see where I had to sit through that. Like I didn't understand why I had to be in the room. But at the like just from a just a general thought perspective, not like it was more rhetorical than it was an actual question. Um, but I like the more I sat around, you know, you get to hear other people's perspective, right? You get to hear these white voices and more and more I started to realize like, yo, racism is real and like it's so prevalent in people's everyday lives and I also got the point that, you know, a lot of people were trying to be so overly careful that they weren't, like, they're having trouble just being their true selves. And, you know, it's like this thing where I'm trying to get it so right that, you know, if I mess up, I'll be embarrassed. Like, so it was this lack of, lack of self-compassion for themselves and also, like, not being able to forgive themselves when they, when they mess up or if they say something wrong or they're not being politically correct. And I was able to witness this because I had been in that space before. I had worked in spaces where I didn't feel like I was the smartest person, yet and still I had this position. And, you know, as a person of color, I'm, you know, I'm not taught about all the sensitivities that white people are taught taught about, right? Like, because I'm also a person of color, I'm also a minority, and just depending on what space you're in, you may not learn that, you know? And I'm not saying that it's not my responsibility to learn. I think that I did learn through experience. <laughs> and, you know, I learned how to humble myself and I learned how to accept myself and accept that, you know, I won't always get it perfectly. And that's okay because I'm I'm doing my best and I know I know my intentions and I'm able to be responsible for whatever I say that may affect other people and I I'll just deal with it when it comes, but I'll do the best I can with what I know. And so it just happened recently. Um, Right now, mind you, this is going on for weeks. Different things are happening. I'm like in class, like what WTF very often um, being triggered very often, feeling like I wasn't even a human being being in that class. Like I literally felt like and I feel like I'm not seen. I'm not heard. And like part of it, too, is just this idea of. They talk about people of color as if we're not human, right? Like, like, you know, people of color can be resilient, but white people can't. And I was just like, what? Like, I didn't, I didn't, it was just like things like that, that I just didn't understand. Like, or like people of color can have trauma, but white people can't. As if like, that's not a a human experience to have, right? Resilience is something we build as humans, like, you know, and it's just like, it was just like things like that. And I get it. People can have whatever perspective they want to have. And I respect that. Uh, but what I, what I noticed was like, I often felt, feel like when we talk about people of color, when they talk about people of color in class, it's as if we're not human beings. And, you know, I never really paid attention to that in the spaces I found myself in. And, you know, it really started to hit me, like what was going on. And, you know, we learn about microaggressions and we reflect on microaggressions. And I realized, too, like how my own prejudice views turn into microaggressions, even to people of color, even to myself at some point. Right. I don't know if I ever talked about my when I went through the stage of self-hatred. But, you know, all these prejudice ideas, all these things we say about, you know, we we 
we grow up learning, right, that black women are tough, black parents don't play, um, you know, a lot of times you, you'll get, like, this idea, this idea we have that black people are so tough and that people won't try us, you know, and all these little other underlying jokes we, we make and we say and that we have within our community about fried chicken, about this, about that, you know, they end up being reflected within our society in such a deep way. And it shows up in our policies. It shows up in politics. It shows up in, you know, the environments in our workplaces. You know, we think that these are little prejudice things. We think these are things that we can just joke about. And they are, right? But they also create a mentality and an energy and a, a, a reflection back to us in our society as a whole. And I didn't realize it as much until I got into social work school, until I heard the other, my colleagues, like the people in my class, until I even reflected on my own thoughts and my own behaviors. And by no means am I, am I away from my points of views that are prejudiced, right? Or just based on these conditionings that I went through or my own experience and what I now generally hold as a belief for, for groups of people at a time, I'm not, I'm not free of them. They exist. And I think now more than ever, I'm paying more attention to them because I want to know how they're also causing harm outside of me, right? How are they showing, how are these beliefs showing up in my actions? How are these beliefs showing up in the way I'm interacting with people? How are they showing up in a way I'm interacting with our black men, our Hispanic men, our Asian men, right? How are they showing up when I interact with our black women, with my sisters, right? With my Asian friends, with other people of color, with the LGBTQ community, right? Minorities in general. How is my beliefs, my subconscious beliefs really showing up? And, you know, when I'm saying random things, quote unquote, random things that can be harmful to others and be offensive, where is that coming from, you know? And a lot of times I realized, like this, not a lot of times, but I realized when I was evaluating my own microaggression towards black men that those were the same things that were being reflected back to me in my class. And, you know, so what happened was, what really, really brought things home for me recently was I was talking in class about you know, this idea that, um, basically I was talking in class and we were discussing how, what were we talking about? I was basically talking about like what people are willing to give up, right? A lot of times we want to work in these spaces, um, working for my, working with minorities and for minorities and for social justice. Um, but we oftentimes get in roles where we end up having to keep the status quo. And I was talking about like how sometimes you got to ruffle feathers because that's how change happens. Like you're not going to always be able to be peaceful to create change. Sometimes you're going to say something that's going to go against what other people are saying. But morally, it probably aligns with your truth. And so you say it and it may make people mad, but you say it. And so... 
you know, because that's something you believe in and you're willing to stand on your truth and sacrifice whatever this whatever comfort you believe you have. And so I had mentioned that and was just talking about it from my own experience. And the response I got back was, well, you can't go into places guns blazing. Burr? Like guns blazing. And so when I heard it, usually I probably would have just like, I don't know how I would have responded, but because I knew the environment of the classroom, I kind of was like, this doesn't feel okay. So after class, I end up going up to the person and I'm like, did you say? (laughs) And they were like, yeah. And I was like, well, that didn't feel good. And they was just like, oh man, that was like a microaggression. And I was like, okay and they like apologize and you know for me I it takes a little time for me to process things and so I already knew what it was right like I am not new to this like I know that as much as you want to be for the cause and be an ally you too you know we all are conditioned and there's some things that you too got to deal with just like the rest of us it doesn't matter how long you've been in the field like there may be things still coming up for you. And you may think that, you know, a, a black woman speaking her truth means that she's going to be aggressive and loud and don't know how to handle herself. And that's why the guns blazing came up. And, you know, I get that what I was, I didn't even, I didn't know. It was, I don't want to say I didn't know, but I didn't even label it when I went up to the person. I simply asked and I told them it didn't feel good. I didn't even detail it anymore and try to explain. Like, I knew what it felt like for me. I knew what I was saying, but at the same time, it wasn't even about that for me. It was just like, yo, that don't feel good. Like, mm, something's up with that, you know? But I also know I'm a person that needs, that likes to process things, and then I address it. But I did want to raise that red flag, like, yo, um, something about that didn't hit right. And so, you know, time passed, and then I, I ended up having to do an assignment about microaggressions where I talked about that. And I talked about I talk about how, you know, labels, people tend to put labels on things and it separates them from it. Right. It kind of like creates this box. And that's what I envision. I envision that the minute you say this is a microaggression, you are now separate from that thing. And as much as it may have helped that individual feel more comfortable, it didn't help me. And so I just like. I just started realizing just a lot of things and I started realizing just my own actions and just how I've been showing up in the world and even the microaggressions I have committed and my own just beliefs and how those are showing up and how I respond to some prejudiced thoughts I may have or these ideas I have about a general group of people or a general neighborhood or a general community and You know, just questioning myself, really, you know, taking this time out because now things are coming up for me and it's getting a little like every week I'm being triggered, which is I I really am grateful that I'm able to be able to process things and not run away from it. Um, And in this process, when all of this was happening, I realized that, you know, for so long I wanted to ignore the ugliness of the world. And when I use the word ugly, I just mean like the things that hurt me, right? The things that, that feel ilky, that's, that just, uh, is uncomfortable for me. And one of those things is that the reality is like a lot of white people 
judge me just because I'm a black woman. And it don't matter how many degrees I have. It don't matter what rooms I end up in. It doesn't matter how, you know, shiny, you know, like how fun and bubbly and loving and filled with charisma I am. Like some people are just going to think what they want about me because I'm a black woman. And somehow that makes them feel better about themselves. And or that's how they justify like, oh, I'm like, you know, I I speak my truth and it's going to be what it's going to be. And I think more and more I'm really I really step into my self-acceptance and more and more I really show up just brighter. Um, And, you know, it's been a journey for me. And I'm realizing that some people it makes some people uncomfortable who who may not be comfortable with themselves yet or may not be comfortable with their journey or haven't learned how to really accept their truth or really accept their journey, you know, especially when, you know, you are, mind you, this class I'm talking about, I'm probably one of three or four people, five people of color, of color. Um, one is like white passing, uh, but it's like three brown. No, I don't want to say that. Cause it's like four brown women. Um, and probably only two of us talk but I I talk almost every class um or I used to now I'm kind of like falling back a bit and being more observant and just paying more attention to my own emotions and what's coming up for me um but either way so like all this is happening and I really got to a place where I realized the importance of me I had started to think about sharing my journey anyway with grad school and just what it looks like for me how I'm feeling and just what the experiences has been and see if, you know, if this sparks a, con- sparks a conversation within the community that we can all talk about or if there's certain things that we can address as a group. And I mean, I'm not going to talk about this every week, <laughs> but uh, I felt like it's important to tell you why I'm here right now and what really triggered it, because I felt like it was time for me to start showing up again. And, you know, I think that the fact that I'm on this self-awareness journey and is a practice for me in my everyday life, I am showing up different in the world, right? And the fact that I am self-reflecting like this, I'm able to witness not only other people's actions and being able to understand and be understanding as possible and have compassion and empathy for other people, But also seeing how my own actions is affecting our society and it's not always in a loving way. And it it is fair based sometimes. And I didn't even recognize it or I wasn't paying as much attention to it. But now that I'm seeing people outside of me look at me as an outsider, as if I don't belong, as if I'm a visitor, um, I'm starting to realize how I can be doing how I may be doing that same thing to other people. And, you know, my people, right, my community. And that's an issue. And for me, for me, is an issue. I want I don't like I want to see how I can heal those parts of myself so that I am able to be like, you know, we are all one. We are all connected. Like, I'm not better than nobody. You know, I may act in a different way. I may cope differently. But at the end of the day, like, it's all love. And so I'm realizing more and more that. You know, I go through my own battles with being my true self and also being in this world where I don't always feel safe and what that looks like for me. And how do I accept my truth and still show up in this world where there's also like a lot of rules in place that I don't really rock with or I don't really agree with that I think is a big illusion. 
you know, but nonetheless, it exists and it exists for everybody, you know, for people really, really impacted by a lot of it. You know, like I can't ignore that they're being impacted in such a major way and just simply be like, trust God or trust your higher self or trust this or trust that when, you know, when this these things are deeper than that for them or they they don't they're not living in this world or showing up in this world or experiencing the world the way I am. And for me to acknowledge that, right, what is their truth? What is their reality? What is the world like for them? You know, and, and coming from that space, being able to see the world from other people's eyes and, and be able to operate with them from there or or something like that, right? And I'm still I'm still figuring all that out, but things are getting I'm I'm seeing things differently and it's really, really empowering for me. It's really exciting for me because I feel like this matters. I feel like this experience I'm having matters and I feel like talking about it matters. And I really do believe that this is my way of showing up as a soul advocate and keeping it real. I'm not perfect. I fall short. There's some shit in my my head, some thoughts I have, some conditioning. I have some beliefs I have, you know, that don't really serve my me or the community. And I got to be real about that in order for me to to work through it in order for me to process it. I can't ignore it. And I realize that I have been suppressing a lot of things, especially the fact that I know that racism exists and I know I'm affected by it. But because I skid by a lot of times, I'm just like, F it. I won't let them get the best of me. I won't let them see that that bothers me, whatever. And I've just ignored it for so long. And now that it's in my face every week, um, it's, I can't ignore it. And so I had to be real with myself. I was, I had a therapy session where I just broke down and I just like said everything that I thought and it just felt so good to let it out. And ever since I'm just like, that's it. Like this is a, this is now my journey and I'm showing up. I'm being, uh, I'm being the advocate that I know I am and I'm sharing my truth. I'm sharing my truth from my experience as someone who is on this journey of self-awareness who is practicing self-awareness practicing self-acceptance practicing self-forgiveness you know really just just trying to take care of myself as much as possible in a world that is constantly trying to to throw labels at me every five seconds and that in turn I'm also throwing labels at myself you know and what that looks like and how is that really impacting how I show up and whether or not I'm really allowing myself to align with my soul's truth. And so that is it. So that's been (laughs) what's going on. And, you know, I don't know where this journey is going, but I really realized that, you know, I was really motivated when I realized a lot of things was coming up for me when I really accepted, you know, that some there are people in this world and our a lot of our social structures and our policies and laws and the way our government works is really founded on this idea that people of color are others or minorities in certain spaces are others. And so for me not to ignore that anymore, and that doesn't mean I don't want to become hypersensitive either to like every time someone does something, I think it's like with malicious intent, because even the comments that come out of people's mouth, I don't even think is malicious. 
Um, I don't even think it's malicious intent. I, I just feel like it's conditioning. Uh, my whole thing is usually just the fact that, you know, it's like people are trying so hard to be perfect and get it right that they not they're they aren't allowing themselves to just accept that you know what I have these beliefs about you because of the color of your skin you know I have these beliefs about you because of the community you grew up in you know I I think that they just like I read all these books I went to all these courses I talked to all these people of color I know what's going on it's like do you do you really let, let's let's digest that. And so, like, this idea that they, they just want to get it so per, book perfect that they aren't even a, allowing the experience to take place and coming from an authentic place when they do encounter and connect with people of color. And clearly that's not everyone, but I found that very often when the conversations were, ha- were happening, they just felt, everything just felt so it felt felt so like rehearsed and it felt so like let me get this right let me get this perfect and so when that individual did slip up and make that sly comment about um going in guns blazing and the way it was said I was just like oh okay that's what I'm talking about show up but then when they had the opportunity to just deal with it it was all these other things like oh that was a microaggression then later on oh I was so embarrassed I was so this I was so that and I'm just like for what like you're a human being you're going to slip up like maybe you don't want to have these ideas about people of color and that's very understandable um but at the same time you have them (laughs) and you know I think that it'll be great if you can just acknowledge that that happened and that is a belief whatever belief whatever belief was the seed of that comment, right? Like, let's let's process that, right? If you want, like, that's all you can do is be better. Like, you can't really do, you can't undo what you said. You can't undo anything else. So all we can do is move forward and be better. And so I'm not expecting anyone to be perfect or I'm not expecting for you not to have prejudiced views or for them not to end up showing up because if there is a seed within you that is being watered, eventually it may just come up for the world to see, for the world to hear. Um, And, you know, reality is you can't take back what you say. You can apologize and you can do better. And, you know, I think sometimes that's all I ask of, but I don't know. People see things differently and they have different expectations for themselves. And even my idea that, you know, for them to just accept it and kind of like move forward is my perspective, right? It's not facts and it's not the only way to do things. Um, and I'm still processing even my thoughts and my ideas behind this. And so this is this there. I don't think that there is a perfect fix for this. And I don't think that there's going to be a perfect answer. And I don't think that, you know, this is going to be so clear cut. I think there's so many things in play here. But more than anything, I feel like this is an invitation. And this is an invitation for me to show up in my truth and to show up in my purpose and I know that I am a social justice. I, I know that social justice is part of my calling. I know that I'm an advocate. I always have been. And now it's time for me to level up. And so some of that means that we're gonna, I'm going to have these tough conversations. I'm going to bring this shit out and be like, yo, let me tell you what happened. And so like this is one of those things where I just want you guys to know that, you know, a lot of things have been going on. Um, different situations, but for weeks and like, finally that is leading me. 
that is leading me back to the podcast and with the intention to show up and to share with you all what exactly this journey looks like right now for me. Almost a year ago, my life was different and I don't, yeah, it was my life, but also my perspective, you know, the way I was showing up, the what I believed in, how I saw the world was different. And, you know, our thoughts and our beliefs play a major part in how we perceive things. And so I am really grateful to simply be back to do this, to be with you all. And I look forward to us going forward. So I really wanted to come through and let you all know just what's been going on, what really motivated me to get back here. I know that this is something I love to do generally, but I felt a call louder than ever when everything really started to become an experience that I thought was worth sharing, that I finally understood a lot of what my friends have been experiencing many years ago or the triggers they had encountered or the trauma they had went through because of experiences that dealt with racism and dealt with microaggressions and just dealt with not being able to be seen or heard or not others not wanting to see or hear you simply because of the color of your skin. And this is the first time, this is not the first time I know this is happening, but this is the first time it's super loud and clear. Like, I couldn't ignore this if I wanted to. It is so obvious. It is so clear. And it's in my face every week. And so am I upset or mad? Absolutely not. I will admit that when some things happen, I do think initially, like, here we go again. And afterwards, once I process it, I understand. I I have a understanding of what's going on. And I really do believe that as a collective, we have such a part to play in not only what we show the world or how we act in this world, but also how we respond to what's happening. You know, if you witness someone being a target of a microaggression, will you say something? And when you say it, how will you say it? You know, what will be the intent behind it? And so there's just so many questions we can start asking ourselves and so many different ways we can start showing up to really try our best to be effective, to really encourage change in our world. A lot of what I notice a lot of is the narratives within our society, these ideas, these beliefs play such a major role in how each of us show up. You know, where I grew up, you know, it's this idea that boys got to be tough. They got to be this. They got to be that. Or me, the way I grew up, it's like if you pick on me, my response was to fight you. Or if you said something in a certain tone to me, my reaction was, I know you're not trying me. You know, and it was these things that, you know, I kind of learned a learned behavior that I thought was appropriate and was the way to respond and react to things in order to feel safe in a sense out of fear. And, you know, as I got older, I realized that there's a time and place and that a lot of what a lot of the ways I was acting was really in response to me wanting to feel safe. Or me wanting to 
what I believe was an expectation, how I had to be in order to survive. And it was really fear-based, a lot of my responses and reactions to things. And so the more I practice self-awareness and really just tune in with myself and question my attitude, question my reaction, question my thoughts, question my behavior, I realize where a lot of those seeds came from. And I also see it around me in the communities I live in and the communities I work in, just how we're all coping with what we've learned growing up and the narratives just within our society. You know, I there's so much I want to say just about the narratives alone because I really did realize that a lot of us, well, I can talk for myself. My, For me, I know that I've operated in the conditioning thoughts. I've operated in labels that was given to me. I've operated in expectations of my attitude and expectation of the way I should behave. Even if it wasn't my truth, I adopted it as my truth because I was told that's what a black woman is. That's how a black woman acts. That's how a black woman shows up. And even though it wasn't, now that I look back, I'm like, well, that's not who I am. Um, That's not how I operate. You know, at the time, it was how I showed up because I was taught that's how you show up as a black woman. That's how you show up as someone from poverty. That's how you show up as a former foster child. That's how you show up as a military member. That's how you show up as an attorney. You know, it's all these labels we start carrying, right? That's how you show up as a daughter. That's how you show up as a sister. That's how you show up as a niece, as a cousin. You know, we we start putting on all these labels that come with all these expectations and we want to fit in with it, right? We want to react in these roles. We want to be our best selves, what we believe is our best selves when we put these labels on. And in reality, they do more harm than good if you haven't really checked in and made sure that those expectations that you're trying to fulfill are really part of your truth and not just something, an expectation that someone has for you and kind of like gives to you. So, you know, there's just so much that I realized over these last couple of weeks and really got me questioning things in a different way or in a different space. You know, I love life because it's constantly giving us experiences. You know, this is definitely an earth school. We're constantly getting experience so we can walk more into our truth, walk more into who we are, you know, release things that doesn't serve us. You know, every time I would just cry from frustration after class or be triggered, you know, I realized I was releasing parts of me that that, that just wasn't the true me. I was stepping more into my truth. You know, I wasn't losing anything. I was gaining, gaining another foot towards my truth. And that's what this journey is all about. Walking more into who we're called to be. Walking more into our soul identity. Walking more into our truth. What that means, what that looks like. I know a lot of times we get caught up in labels, but reality is, does these labels even matter? You know, I feel like even in school, like a lot of things that they have words for, I'm like, we do that every day. Like, I didn't know it was called something. And I felt the same way when I became got into the spiritual community more, 
where, you know, people label things, right, like candle magic, when all I was doing was lighting a candle and writing notes down, you know, and it was just like, people label things, and I get it to be understanding, but at the same time, you know, a lot of times labels just make people comfortable, and so I just want to encourage you to do you, you know, forget the labels, forget everything else, and show up, who are you, how are you expressing yourself, and is the way you're expressing yourself really a true reflection of who you are at your core? Or is it an identity that has been given to you that you're operating in? And even if this identity is given to you and you accept it, is the way you're expressing it your true expression of what that identity, that label, that understanding is? So we have a lot to talk about, <laughs> that's for sure. And I really just hope that this message resonates with you in whatever way it can. I love you all so much. And I am always so grateful to come through, to be in your ear, A-A-A, and to just uh, to communicate with you. So I just want to send my love to you. I pray that you have an amazing day, an amazing week on purpose, that you continue to show up as your most authentic self in the season that you find yourself in. Be kind to yourself, please. Show show compassion for yourself and others. And may you be just gentle with yourself throughout this process. You are exactly where you need to be doing what you are called to do. And you are enough right here, right now. There's nothing that more that you need to do for you to be enough, you are already enough. And I love you. And I pray that you are loving all over yourself. I'll speak to you soon. Peace.